0: Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherd. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining Bill and I again on Soul Talks. We are celebrating with you today. It has been one year since Journey of the Soul released in print, and each of you have encouraged us so much. We've loved to hear from you, your feedback. Thank you for the reviews that you've written on Amazon for Journey of the Soul and Goodreads and Other websites where you've purchased the book and thank you for sharing it with friends. Some of you have led groups through Journey of the Soul and it's been so fun for us to hear about your experiences with that. Others of you have had us come to your church and have started series and small groups in your church on Journey of the Soul and so thank you. We're just so grateful that you are helping people to understand where God is with them on their journey and to see their story in his story. And the personalization of that and the way that you're partnering with us and helping to to free people from shame because they don't understand these different seasons that the Lord leads us through in our life. And you're bringing that, that light of that understanding of God's grace into their life. We couldn't do it without you. We're so grateful for you. We always love you hearing from you, being with you. We get to see you. That's one of the things I've really enjoyed this year. It's the travel that we've done, Bill, and speaking about Journey to the Soul, is we've gotten to see and meet so many of our Soul Talks community. And that is just such a joy. And to get to hear your stories is an honor and a joy. I so often get to sit with people and let them share their, their journey maps with us. And we do this at the Institute, too. We, we set a time for people to make their journey map and then share it. And it's just, it's sacred and holy ground when I am listening to somebody share their their story, their map.
1: Yeah, we get to share our story with Jesus and, and understanding the different stages that we've been through and seeing how God repurposes uh, in wonderful ways all the things that we go through and these different experiences where we're in desolations, consolations, the ebb and flow of our sense of God's presence and uh, these times where we hit the wall and we're wrestling and struggling and uh, disoriented and it's darkness. And those are, those are such hard times. And, and I'm sure that there are many of you listening now that might say, yeah, I think I'm at a wall. And because everywhere we go, as we talk about journey of the soul, that's the biggest takeaway is people that are, that are at, at the wall and the different types of walls that we, we can experience, whether it's a a burnout, or a time of spiritual dryness, or some uh, personal, family, health challenge that we're experiencing, and just trying to persevere through that, and not not feeling God's answers to our our prayers, and getting to a place where we just feel stuck, and our spiritual life isn't working the same way it used to, and so these are experiences that we describe as the wall, and and so the light bulb turns on when we get this this map of the journey of the soul with the different Christ stages and we come to realize that when I'm at a wall, when I'm spiritually dry or stuck or hurting with unanswered prayer, that actually this is an invitation for some inner journey work and this is a, a, a different stage, the I stage, a different season of the soul and if we will embrace that and as we say, get out the shovel and do, do, some, do some digging into some of the mess in our, in our life and some of the distress that we don't, of course, don't want to feel. But if we will do that with, with Jesus and ideally with a friend or a spiritual director who's really great at listening and guiding us, uh, then things begin to open up. And uh, God and uh, God's grace uh, will move in uh, over time through that inner journey work.
0: One of the things that continues to be helpful to me personally about this model of spiritual and psychological growth and development is just having empathy for people at every stage and remembering what it's like to be at that stage and having hope for people at every stage. Because I know so well how God is working for good. And that, that's that been really helpful during this pandemic. To have that understanding, as so many have been at the wall, that it seems like the church at large has been at a wall, and the hope that I have, or even in this environment where we hear so much about deconstruction, and there's maybe a temptation to kind of panic because we know so many people that are in deconstruction, but to just remember the hope of really how normal that is, that that we go through some deconstruction and actually that it can be healthy and can be biblical and so we talked about that on our webinar that we did last week on deconstruction understanding it and hope and deconstruction is a part of our celebration of the journey of the soul if you missed that webinar you can
1: still get it it's in our soul shepherding network you haven't heard we have a new network uh, for you to join us in community it features uh, new webinars every month Uh, the whole library of webinars is available to you uh, plus uh, places to gather in community with other uh, friends of soul shepherding and hundreds of tools, tools for your your soul care and for your ministry to others as you seek to guide and encourage others closer to Jesus. So today, Christy, we want to especially talk about uh, the question, is your faith real if you don't feel it? Because this is something that has been coming up as we've been going around to churches and different Groups talking about journey of the soul and helping people, as you said, make that that journey map of okay, what's what's my timeline and w- w- the ebbs and flows of my sense of God's presence in these different stages in, in in my discipleship to Jesus. And there are times that we don't feel God's presence. We call this uh, in journey of the soul. We call this desolation uh, times where it's not that God has left us or is not loving us, but there's there's times where we don't experience that. We don't feel that. And so then it, it can leave us really discombobulated and discouraged. Like, well, is is my faith real? I'm not. I'm not feeling it anymore. And then, and then some of us sort of go to the other extreme and just feel like, well, faith isn't a feeling, and so I don't even need to feel it. And and well, there's, yeah, faith is not a feeling. But if we never feel God's presence, there's probably something else wrong there in, in our in our emotions, in our in our psychology, in our relationships with god and with other people where we're probably hurting and ne- needing some some care there so that we can sometimes feel god's presence.
0: Yeah, if we let our emotions be the the range on truth or reality, that's a problem. And yet if we totally ignore our emotions as having any truth or gauge of reality, that's a problem as well and we see people that do make that error on both sides, people that have kind of come to the wall in their journey and they kind of resign to this sense of, well, I guess kind of I'm through the emotional infatuation, falling in love with Jesus and I'll never feel that again. And now I just won't depend upon my emotions anymore in my spiritual life and I'll just plug along and grin and bear it out and do the right thing and think and do and obey and duty and that's okay. That's what the Christian life is really about. That's what that's what scripture talks about with perseverance and and there is some truth to that. There are seasons when that's definitely the truth that we need to not be dependent upon emotion in our faith. Our faith needs to be stronger than our emotions. But God really does want us to feel love and to be emotionally alive and whole and healthy and to be able to to move within the experience of all the emotions he's created. And God himself feels emotions.
1: I'm thinking about the example of um, a woman in our institute who we were doing our morning soul food reading, which is one of my favorite parts of each of the five days at the institute, is at breakfast time we share one of the, uh, a brief excerpt from one of the classic writers of Christian devotion. These are the books that have really shaped us, Christy, um, and me in particular, I have a, a great um, appreciation for the old writers. And so I, I share one of my favorite readings every morning at breakfast, and then we, uh, we squeeze the sponge. We talk about our responses to that. And so I was sharing a reading from uh, William Law, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually the title, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. Probably not a title that would make the bestseller list today, but it's one of the all-time great classics by William Law, and it is just so moving. His heart for God, his his devotion, and the insights that that, that flow from that. And uh, one of the women, thank God, she felt safe to be honest with us, and she just when we were squeezing the sponge, she just blurted out and go, "I had a hard time with that reading. I, I've got a, I've got an emotional allergy to this, and th- that just sounds like a lot of of." Duty and obligation and legalism and legalism and burdens and responsibility. And I, I didn't like that.
0: <laughs> I've had that same allergic reaction to that reading before because it this is the side that reading particularly comes across on the side of the emphasis on what we do, not on what we feel, and that we do it despite what we feel. And there definitely is truth to that. That's really important. It's important that we are able to do and engage in discipline, even if we don't feel like it. That's, that's a part well, William of William Law maturity. was in a different
1: place when he wrote this because he, he had a time in his life where he hit the wall um, and he came through that. And so he's really writing about a, a heart full of love and adoration for God that uh, is intending to uh, thoroughly uh, demonstrate um, reverence and affection for God in everything he does and that this is the, the the best and happiest life is to be a disciple of Jesus and to seek to obey the Lord from our hearts and all that we do and so it's it's a, a wonderful reading but it, maybe not when you're at the wall and and when you're burned out on Christian disciplines and Christian activity and you're not feeling God's presence and you've been just grinding it out and with obligations and duties for uh, for a long time, and not feeling God's presence, uh, it's easy to misinterpret that reading. And so that was the case for our, for our friend. And so we had a very fruitful discussion about that. To most of all, just to empathize with her and where she was at, and and say to her, "Yeah, this is not a good reading for you right now," and to um, bless her and where she was. But the great, the great, this story is such a, a happy ending because. Uh, she needed to sort of uh, took some time and but it it really the the institute weeks uh, that she went to every six months really framed this journey she came to us burned out at the wall and been there for some time and uh, was just gutting it out in her church service and ministry and then she learned the language of the Christ stages and the journey of the soul and uh, she learned to rest and she learned some different spiritual disciplines Instead of just going through the one-year Bible every year and and being dutiful in in all of her responsibilities and all the ways that she could serve, she started to rest, and she uh, opened up to her emotions, and she met with a spiritual director and sort of talking about her life with with her soul shepherd, and uh, she stayed with the course of the things that we were teaching in the Institute, and by learning to bring her emotions into prayer, like from praying lament psalms, uh, opening up to things like poetry and art, and just whole different ways of connecting with God's presence that are not maybe the traditional spiritual disciplines that we think of. And so this this opened up her soul, and she, she did begin to feel God's grace and God's beauty again, and found friends on the journey with her where she could be emotionally honest and so that really shifted her, and then then, after that season that was more quiet in terms of ministry activity, she was able to re-engage her, her her ministry with with more joy and from a from a deeper place because of that that inner journey work she'd gotten she'd gotten out the shovel, and so now she's in a season of of spirit led ministry and and really happy with that
0: there are seasons where we we really need to change up our disciplines because they've gotten dry, they've gotten dutiful, they've gotten boring. They're not. We're not feeling any effect of them, and the Lord has something different for us that we need to. We need to try. We need to engage with. Or we're we're needing some care for our soul. We're needing care for our emotions. There's an invitation there, even to get emotionally honest and to understand. Our emotions and to bring those more into our relationship with God for me in that season that's where disciplines like lament and disciplines that that actually brought some ministry and comfort and consolation to me were really important for me to awaken my my heart's love to God in a season where it had, it had kind of gone flat it had gotten cold and one of the reasons, too, that we like to read these soul food readings, these devotional classics is because so often we're reading people who are in a season of great emotional feeling experience with God and they're, they're writing about that. They're articulating that and it can warm our hearts towards that. It can help us to remember a time when we felt that way, which can be really helpful or it can help us to long to feel that way and to get the vision that we need to move us towards that kind of heart engagement with God.
1: It becomes like a mirror that we can look into that cultivates our own heart for God because this writer is in the the inner journey or spirit-led ministry, the the I or S stages, and commonly they've experienced a spiritual renewal as they work through their own wall experiences or their own dark night of the soul. And so they've come into a deeper, richer appreciation of God's grace, and we can take heart from them.
0: Yeah, it's so helpful to hear other people's stories, whether they're stories of early stories of conversion, those are those are celebratory stories for us that encourage us, that remind us of God's goodness and power and grace. Whether it's stories of people sharing how they've gotten help and discipleship, how they're growing. That that encourages us too, because that reminds us, oh yeah, I you know what, I want to study scripture more because I have forgotten the treasures that can be mined there. Or as we're hearing stories of service that, that remind us of how what a great feeling it is to be a part of the body of Christ, to be his hands and his feet, to be serving, to be making a difference and an impact. Or if it's stories at the wall where we feel like, oh, I'm not alone when I've hit the wall. I'm this is normal. This is natural. I don't have to go to shame. I don't have to go to doubt. I don't have to question my faith and and leave the church, that I'm not alone in this, that this is a part of the journey, and I can understand it, and I've learned what to do.
1: You're just going through the Christ stages there, uh, C, H, R, and the wall, and then then into the second half. But yeah, C stage, if you haven't read Journey of the Soul, that's confidence in Christ, and that's where we're we're born from above and appreciating God's forgiveness of our sins, and probably getting involved in church. And then the H stage of help and discipleship—that's where we're learning spiritual disciplines, getting in a small group, digging into God's Word, and and the, the Bible's the the symbol of this stage. And we're probably uh, that so often and wonderfully that centers around our church community. And then the, our stage of responsibilities and ministry, where we're using our gifts and we're serving and making a difference, and we're. we're working with others who have spiritual gifts, uh, partnering together on Team Jesus to reach people for Christ and to um, uh, develop a healthy, loving community. And so, yeah, at each of these stages, we celebrate the stages because there are good things that we're experiencing uh, in our relationship with God and in our ministry.
0: Well, yes, but what I'm saying is that at each stage, there's times when we will our emotions will be engaged and it feels so celebratory it feels so exciting it feels we feel close to god our, our emotions are positive in our faith the our emotions are helping and even fueling our faith but then there are times even in each stage the most at the wall when we're feeling kind of a lack of positive feelings or we're feeling flat or we're not our our faith our feelings aren't really helping our faith and growing our faith. In fact, at times they might be contrary to our faith.
1: So is, is faith real if I don't feel it? And what we're saying is, well, yes, Absolutely. it is. Uh, and if I can't feel it for an extended period of time, uh, at some point that might be a, a symptom that my faith is broken. Uh, uh, my trust, faith is trust. To have faith in God is to trust God. It's relational. And so if I'm never able to sense or feel God's presence, uh, there's a a pretty good chance that that something is is hurting or there's a deficit in my soul where maybe I've been living my life without empathy. Maybe I was raised in a a dysfunctional family situation without uh, the nurture and compassion of a parent. And so I haven't learned to find the language of emotions or maybe my emotions are so another way we get distorted uh, and damaged here is if our emotions are so controlling our life. And so sometimes we try to shut them down because they feel so unsafe. And so that's why what we're, one of the things that we're doing in Journey of the Soul, and it's really helpful is we listen to people's stories uh, through our, our institute retreats or when we, we go to churches and groups and we talk with people and, and, hear about their, their timeline uh, through the Christ Ages is that in in our journey of the soul, we can find the language for our feelings and our faith and, and how they integrate. Faith isn't only intellectual and, and reasonable. Certainly it is that. What we think about God, what we think about our life is so important. But our feelings are also important. So we're really integrating thoughts and feelings as part of our discipleship to Jesus. And so sometimes it's because that, that integration process has not uh, gone well and we have not been like well-loved or we haven't been emotionally honest through that, that, that we get this, this separation between reason and, and cognition and, and uh, uh, intelligent thinking on one side, but then emotion and feeling and desires is like on this other side and like the two don't talk to each other. And one, one is we're real strong on one, but not the other. But we we need we need both, and so that's why we say we want to think and feel before we say or do. And that's like a really good uh, dictum uh, or uh, wisdom for for life and decision making and work and family and relationships is to be feeling and thinking about things.
0: Well, and I think that it's very similar, Bill, in our marriage. If if there are times in our marriage where the feelings, the emotions of love aren't, aren't super strong there and where there's, there's a, a discipline of fidelity and of love that, that takes a commitment, more commitment, more functioning out of past decisions and faith. And then there's seasons where the emotions are strong and it's easy to be loving and it, it, it's effortless to do acts of love and services of love. For you and i think it's the same for us in our relationship with god and we we don't want to have never have any positive emotion in our relationship but we also don't want to have to be dependent upon emotion in order to love and to be faithful and so that's another example where just because maybe at a time i'm not feeling love doesn't mean our love isn't real our marriage essence. isn't real
1: Love is to, is to will good for somebody. It's, mm-hmm. it's a choice we make from our heart, and it's not in its essence of feeling, but it, it normally, uh, in a healthy way, would include some emotion. But we need to be able to love and, and do the right and good and kind thing, even if we don't have the feeling. That's mm-hmm. what you're saying. That's
0: what I'm saying. It's the same in, in our relationship with the Lord.
1: As it is with people, like in marriage, yeah.
0: Yeah, and yet it's, it's a good thing to have the positive emotions as well. And same in our relationship with God.
1: Now, I really like hearing you say that because when I met you, you didn't feel that (laughs) way. It's a really good and positive thing to have emotions. That that shows, Christy, how much you have uh, been healed up in this area and how much you have been strengthened in the Lord's grace over the years of your discipleship. Because when I met you uh, in the early years of our marriage, you struggle with a lot of shame about your sensitivity and your emotions and sometimes of course that still comes on you and you need to work it through but um, for the most part and increasingly you've really learned to to embrace that actually God has made you sensitive and he's made you a feeler and and uh, as we've studied from the Bible and we talk about ensuring the soul Jesus is a feeler too <laughs> um yeah, we can look at Jesus as a thinker, but we can look at Jesus as a feeler. He feels things very deeply. And it's a good thing. And that's
0: been that's been a grace for me because I growing up, I internalized so many people in authority who made it made me believe that emotions could never be trusted. Emotions are always subs- suspect. Emotions are immature. Emotions are dangerous. And all of that was very hard for me as someone who felt emotions very deeply. And so being able to come to understand that, you no, know, emotions actually can be a gift, too. And emotions can be positive. And emotions are a form of intelligence and has rounded out my ability to function in the strength of a whole soul.
1: So you're a wounded healer in this message and following Jesus with feelings and faith. And that we...
0: we we can follow Jesus with just faith, without the feelings, but that that doesn't mean that the feelings are are less than or secondary or um, aren't important to faith.
1: Yeah, you know, as you're bringing up your your story, it's reminding me of what we've learned from the Enneagram and uh, uh, friends. We've got an Enneagram book that we're writing now, so we've got. to so pray a new- for us. <laughs> <laughs> got a new a book contract, and uh, some of you might be thinking, I think there's enough books on the Enneagram, which is what we initially thought. But we've got a different message. It's on the Enneagram and your emotions. And uh, so, yeah, pray for us about this. But uh, just the thought I had here that some of our listeners might relate to, Christy, you grew up in a context where you are a heart person uh, in the Enneagram. Uh, you're in that triad, and all of your other family members were in that head triad, or your mom was straddling the, the gut triad and the head triad. So you were alone over there in the heart triad as a feeler. And all the rest are, are thinkers and doers. And so that was part of what was hard for you and hard for your family. Growing up in a loving family, a Christian family who really loved you and, and, and believed in you. And yet they didn't very well understand your emotional nature. And so that was a journey that you had to take in, in adulthood
0: well the reality is Bill our family you and our children are all head or gut types too. I'm the only heart type. You're, you're in back our there family again. Yeah. But thank I keep working yeah. on that that two
1: wing of mine that gets me in the heart triad <laughs> <Yeah>. for you.
0: <laughs> I know you've been very empathetic and understanding of my emotions. I'm grateful for that. But but yes, this this is it, and every one of us, we have different areas where we can grow and bring more of our full, true self into our into our faith, into our relationship with God. And that is a grace.
1: Lord, we just thank you for each of our listeners. And gosh, it is such a joy to have them on this journey of, of following Jesus with us. Thank you, God, for the, the blessing of friends on the journey and that we can be emotionally honest about the real stuff in life and the real challenges uh, in our faith. And Lord, I just pray for each of our listeners, So some are listening who are just struggling to feel your presence and have spent a long time, and they're just not sure maybe even that their feelings are trustworthy, how well, I pray, Lord, that you would bring about a healing and a grace there to uh, reopen that, that channel of relating, uh, to uh, come to be able to feel your presence and at the same time i pray lord for for us that we would be able all of us that we would be able to to trust you and worship you even in in those seasons of desolation or those times where we're stuck at the wall and we're not we're not feeling your presence help us to have a faith and a trust in you and a, a knowing that's even deeper than emotions it's it's coming from our, our our mind it's coming from our 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 heart choices it's coming from the, the spiritual manifestation of the reality of your, your presence is coming from our memories of times in the past where we've, we've sensed and known and felt your presence, Lord. Help us all to be faithful to love you and to love people in Jesus' name, even when we're not having the uh, emotions of, of closeness. And uh, so bless each of our friends, their, their life, their family, and their ministries. In Jesus' name, amen. The biggest joy is when we get to be with you, if we could speak at your church or uh, best of all, have you in our institute. We would just love doing the five-day retreats with you. And, uh, having we have you a couple
0: our... new cohorts of those starting this year too. So check those out at soulsharpening.org.
1: And you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction, uh, which is a, a life-changing ministry for you and the people around you as you learn how to really listen with empathy and guide people with spiritual wisdom Uh, in in things like the Christ stages of faith uh, from uh, Journey of the Soul and really understanding how what stage are people in and how to listen differently and how to care for them where they are and how to guide them uh, in their journey of discipleship. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.